Welcome to Coffee Talk with Linda. I'm Linda Davis. Thank you for joining me today. A little bit about myself before we get started. I love Jesus. I love coffee. And I love sharing both. So go grab your cup and let's talk. Have you ever heard someone say, I just know, I just know. Like you're trying to describe to somebody why you feel a certain way, why you trust or don't trust someone. You're picking up on something and there's really not any words you can wrap around it other than I just know. And so there's something to that. We have a knower, if that makes sense. You know, like I've said to people, you know, I just, I just know in my knower. That's the right decision. That's the right way. Now, can we ever be off track or misled? Yes, but there's, there's a peace in knowing in our knower. And I hope that makes sense to you because it's one of the ways that we hear from the Lord. It's one of the ways that God speaks to us. You know, we can't always have the burning bush calling out our name. We can't always have the booming voice from the heavens calling out our audible name. But there's so many ways that we can see and we can know. And one of them is to recognize when we do or when we don't have peace in our life. There's that scripture that tells us the peace that passes, some translations say surpasses or transcends all understanding. And it's, I'm gonna turn there real quick. I haven't looked it up in the Passion Translation and I just wanna do that real quick. It's in Philippians And that's what that is. That's your knower. How do you have a peace that passes all understanding? It doesn't even make sense that you would have peace. You should be in turmoil. You should be stressed out. But you're not because you have a knowing that the decision you're making, the move you're making, the shift you're making, the thing you're doing or even not doing is exactly how God is guiding you in that moment. And how do you know that? By the peace you have in that situation, in that moment. So in Philippians chapter four, it's in verse seven. Actually, let's go up back to verse six for a moment. It says, don't be pulled in different directions or worried about a thing. Be saturated in prayer, and that's important, throughout each day. Offering your faith-filled requests before God with overflowing gratitude. Tell him every detail of your life. So that's, you start in that place. And then your peace comes from that place after you've prayed. Do you have peace about your decision? If you're sick to your stomach, then maybe it's not the right decision. Now, I'm not saying that you're looking at it and you're thinking, oh, it's going to be easy because I've made difficult decisions, difficult choices. They even pulled at my heart, but I still had a peace 
That's when you know, even though it's a tough thing to do, it's a difficult place you find yourself in, there's that underlying peace. And that's what they're talking about in Philippians 4, 7. It's that peace that passes all understanding. It's, it's a way of God guiding us and even guarding our hearts for us. We should be tuned in to our peace. You know, I've, I've said it a lot about my home. There's nothing worth the peace in your home. If there's not peace in your home, you have to take a look at the circumstances in your home. Because this peace that Philippians 4, 7 is talking about, let's go, go back to it here. It says in the Passion Translation, then, okay, so what? Then what? Well, we talked about not worrying, but being saturated in prayer, offering your faith-filled request to God, but with an overflowing of gratitude and thankfulness. Tell him every detail of your life. Then his wonderful peace that transcends, goes beyond other words, goes beyond human understanding, will make the answers known to you through Jesus Christ. So it's saying here that his peace will make known to you through Jesus what you should do. So there's so many times we turmoil and I don't know, what should I do? And I'm not sure. And we seek a lot of other people's advice. And this is a golden nugget in this scripture verse right here. Don't be pulled in a bunch of different directions. Don't be worried about things. Be saturated in prayer. Now you can't not be saturated in prayer and just expect God to take care of everything. Be saturated in prayer throughout your day. And not just once in the morning, throughout your day, offering your request to the Lord with thankfulness in your heart, overflowing gratitude, with an abundance of thankfulness in your heart. Tell him every detail. Then God's peace that goes beyond your understanding will be made known to you. You will have understanding of it through his peace. Your answers come in Jesus Christ. That's pretty powerful. We have to really, I'm going to go to that in, in my Amplified Bible, that same scripture real quick, and just see if it gives us any more insight. I actually have these verses now that I think about it hanging up on my wall around the corner. But Philippians 4, 7, you know, and it goes back to 4, 6, like I had said. God's peace shall be yours. So if you go back to verse 6 in the Amplified, it says, do not fret or have anxiety. Wow, we're actually told to not have anxiety. How many people do you know out there? I mean, that's a significant issue in our society today is anxiety, but we're not supposed to have it. The peace of God is supposed to be in our lives. The peace of God is supposed to rule in our lives. So don't fret or have any anxiety about anything. This is Philippians 4, 6 in the Amplified. So let's jump over to it, over in the King James real quick. Be careful for nothing. 
but in everything by prayer and supplication with thanksgiving, let your request be known unto God. So back to the Amplified. Don't fret or have any anxiety about anything, but in every circumstance and in everything by prayer and petition with thanksgiving, continue to make your wants known to God. In other words, don't relent. Don't let, don't let anxiety and fret and worry and concern take over. And so now you start putting your petitions and your wants before the Lord and the anxiety and the worry and the concern root in your heart instead of what's supposed to root in your heart, which is the peace that transcends any understanding There's no logic or counsel for this peace whatsoever. It's just there and you're holding on to it because you know in your Noah that God promised you what he promised you. And if you're faithful, he's faithful. Remember, the Passion Translation said to be saturated in prayer. You gotta keep giving it to him. And anytime those yeah, buts, what ifs, and I don't know, and now I'm worried, and your mind starts wandering. You've got to saturate yourself in what God has shown you through his peace in Jesus Christ. That's the peace that passes all understanding. You ought to be stressed. You ought to be worried. Yes, you ought to be anxious, but you're not because you have remained saturated in prayer, saturated in praise and worship, right? Thankfulness, that's what that is, thankfulness. Overflowing gratitude is praise and worship. Saturated in it. Verse seven, in God's peace shall be yours. That's a promise. Just as much as whatever it is you're fretting or worrying or being anxious about. That's not, maybe maybe it's taking longer. Maybe it looks opposite. You know, maybe you just don't see it taking place. Maybe you're in a place of disappointment. But you can't let the disappointment fester. You've got to go back to him, like it says, giving every little detail of your life to him, every detail, and allowing his peace to overtake your heart. So God's peace shall be yours, that tranquil state of a soul assured, assured. When we are assured in God, we walk in his peace. And when we are assured that God is directing our steps, we walk in his peace. When we are assured that we're responding in obedience to a command God has given us, even if no one else around us understands it, we have his peace. That's how we can stand firm. And I'm not changing my mind. I'm going to be obedient to the Lord no matter what it cost me. That's how Jesus truthfully got through the crucifixion. It was a peace he had that passed all his suffering, that passed every ounce of pain he physically experienced. He remained in peace because he knew in his knower that what he was going through had to take place for the greater good. God's peace, which transcends All understanding shall garrison and mount guard over your heart. That's how we keep our hearts 
from that place of worry, from that place of stress, from that place of fret, from that place of anxiety. It's guarded by the peace that we receive as we remain saturated in prayer and praise and worship, being overflowingly thankful. It's gonna mount guard over our hearts and our minds in Christ Jesus. This is a golden nugget. There's something to the peace that passes all understanding. We just know. It's just, we know in our knower and we don't have to defend it. And we, we, I don't know why we feel obligated to defend it when we're at peace with something that we know God has said to do, but others question it. They even come, maybe come against your character, your integrity. They maybe even come against your walk with the Lord, how you hear from the Lord, but you know in your knower. So you remain in that place, hurt, yes, but in a place of peace. You have to pay attention to when you have peace in your heart and when you don't. Because God is trying to show you something in that place. This is a great scripture, actually. I believe it's over in Matthew. Uh, Matthew chapter 10. And this is Jesus speaking. So in Philippians, it was Paul talking about us having peace. And now, so here we have Jesus. He's talking to his disciples here about the peace of God. And remember I said just a few minutes ago, there's nothing worth the peace in your home. And there's nothing worth the peace in your home. If you're in someone else's home and there is no peace and they're not receiving your counsel, not that everybody just has to do what you're saying because we're not all right all the time. I'm not saying that. I'm talking about though, when you step into a place and you have no peace, you, something's not right. So in Matthew chapter 10, Jesus is telling the 12 disciples, he's commanding them to go out and preach the gospel. And he's telling them to go to the lost sheep of the house of Israel, verse six. And as you go, preach, saying the kingdom of heaven is at hand. So he's telling them what to preach and then he's telling them what to do. In verse eight, cure the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, drive out demons, Freely you have received, freely give without pay and without charge. And that's a whole nother message right there. Sometimes the first thing that opens up is the wallet. But yet the word says, Jesus, who is the word, by the way, says, cure the sick, raise the dead, cleanse the lepers, drive out demons freely without pay. You have received freely without charge, give. Take no gold nor silver nor even copper money in your purse and do not take a provision bag or a wallet for a collection bag for your journey, nor two undergarments, nor sandals, nor a staff for the workman deserves his support, his living and his food. So let them provide for you while you're there, but do not charge them before you get there, if that makes sense. Now, if somebody wants to bless you and give you an offering, that's one thing, but that's, I don't want to go all there today. So in verse 12, as you go into the house, give your greeting and wish it well. Then if indeed that house is deserving, let come upon it your peace. That is freedom from all the distresses that are experienced as a result of sin. But if it is not deserving, let your peace 
return to you. So don't let anything cost you your peace. So the minute you walk into a... For those of us that minister and teach the gospel, have you ever stepped up to share the word of the Lord and it doesn't take but a minute and you know these people do not want to hear what you have to say? Then let it return to you. They don't have to receive what what the Lord has placed in you to offer up to them. But if they don't want it, don't leave it there dangling. Let it return to you. So when, when, when you're in those situations, you know, you might walk into a home, you might have a meeting with somebody, uh, it might be at the workplace, you know, there's all kinds of situations. You know, have you ever even, you know, I've had these circumstances in my life where I've been in friendship with somebody and as soon as I've, and maybe we haven't been in each other's presence for a little bit, but there's not been any discord known to me. And then all of a sudden you're in their presence and something is off. And you can't point your finger on it. You can't say, oh, they're upset about this. Or they know that you don't have the details, but you know something has shifted. And what was once a relationship of unity in the Lord has now changed. Now you don't know what, but that's God showing you something's changed and you need to be aware. You need to understand, I'm guiding you by this discomfort, by this lack of peace in the relationship. There should not be a lot of strain and a lot of stress in relationships, especially one believer to another. There should be peace in our relationships. There should be unity in our relationships. Now, does that mean we have to agree with everything about the other person and them us? No. But we do, we do have one ultimate purpose in mind, and that's the kingdom of God. But when your peace does no longer remain, when your peace begins to leave, it's God showing you to pay attention. It might not pinpoint the issue, but it's letting you know there is one. Our peace is significant for us to have understanding of the Lord trying to speak something to us. And we need to respond to it for the better or for the worse. Even though things might be stressful at your place of employment, if God gave you that job, there should be an underlying peace. God's peace will never fail you. God will confirm in your knower. And that's his peace. Like, here's a great example. You know, just to give you an example. Years ago, I think it might have been about six or eight years ago now, I had an invitation to go to Uganda. And years before that, the Lord had shown me myself ministering in Africa. And I, I was so excited about it at the time. I even went and got a passport right away. And years and years went by. And then I had an invitation. A pastor friend of mine called me up and was going to Uganda and just said, every time I pray about Uganda, your face comes up before me. 
And so I said I would pray about it, and I was excited, and I wanted to go. And then I was in a conversation with this pastor friend, and they mentioned, we're going into the bush of Africa. Well, now my human fleshly person got concerned, like Philippians 4 talked about, got worried. I became anxious about it because I got scared in the natural. And now all of a sudden I'm like, I don't think I wanna go to Uganda. I definitely don't wanna go without my husband. And he could not go at that moment. And so him and I talked and truthfully, I was looking for him to say, I would rather you not do that without me. And he was gonna be my way out. But he didn't do that. He said, you have to pray about it and get your word from the Lord. So I called my pastor friend up and I was gonna spend the day fasting and praying and seeking God, being sure that I should do this, which is always a good thing. So I went into my office, ready for a day of fasting, a day of prayer, contending and seeking for the Lord. I'm just being honest with you. And I wasn't in there five minutes praying. And the Lord said to me, if you do not go, it will be you holding yourself back. And in that moment, I had complete peace. See, I really kind of already knew, but I was looking for somebody else to bail me out. <laughs> and in that moment, I had complete peace. And I called my pastor friend and I said, I'm going and told them what the Lord had said. And so while in Uganda, there were definitely some stressful, concerning times for physical safety, for health concerns. You know, you have to have all kinds of vaccinations before you go. But that worry and that anxiety and that concern was gone. And I had peace because God was letting me know in no uncertain terms that he was with me if I went. And if I didn't go, it was on me. So I had peace. That peace was not going to leave me. His peace leads us. It directs our steps. It directs our path. Let me jump over to um, Isaiah 55. I love this whole chapter of Isaiah 55. You know, he's just, he's with us always. Verse, I'm trying to decide where I want to stop. Verse five, behold, you shall call nations that you know not and nations that do not know you shall run to you because the Lord your God, because of the Lord your God and the Holy One of Israel, for he has glorified for you, glorified you. He's the one that sent you. And if he's the one that's called you and anointed and appointed you, he's going to draw those men to you. And whoever he draws to you, you have, you're equipped for what they need and you rest in that peace. Verse six, seek, seek inquire for and require the Lord while he may be found. Call upon him while he is near to you. Again, just like Philippians four, be saturated in prayer. You know, verse nine, or actually verse eight. My thoughts are not your thoughts, neither are my ways your ways, says the Lord. That's why we have to have that peace. That's why it passes all understanding, because we can't understand his ways. For as the rain and the snow come down 
from the heavens and return again and not return again, but water the earth and make it bring forth and sprout that it may give seed to the sower and bread to the eater. So shall my word be that goes forth out of my mouth. It shall not return to me void without producing any effect, but it shall accomplish that which I please and purpose. And in it shall prosper in the thing for which I sent it. So here you go. Here's the key for you shall go out with joy and be led forth by your leader, the Lord himself and his word with peace. The mountains and the hills shall break forth before you into singing and all the trees of the field shall clap their hands. So if you don't have the peace of the Lord with you, do not go forth. It is your guide. You will be led forth by the peace of God. It leads us. It guides us. It says, hey, you're doing the right thing. Or it says, hey, pay attention. You need to stop right here. So start, if you haven't already allowed the peace of God to guide your steps, start letting it show you. Start letting it keep you from things and start letting it strengthen you to go forth when maybe you're uncomfortable going forth. In John chapter 14, Jesus says this, right? Peace I leave with you. My own peace I leave with you. I give it to you. It's not as the world gives. I don't do that. Don't let your heart be troubled. Don't let your heart be afraid. This is when he's telling his disciples he's getting ready to go away. And he said, trust me. How are you going to trust me? Right? He's talking in, in John chapter 4 about trusting him. Trust me. I've got to go. I'm going to be gone. But I'm going to leave you my peace. That's how you know you can trust me because you will have my peace. Peace is one of the things. Last week we talked about seeing and seeing in the spirit and seeing as God sees. And that's something that guides our path. And that's something that helps us to know we've heard the voice of the Lord. Another thing is the peace of God, to pay attention when we have peace and when we don't have peace. It's something you have to learn, something you have to fine tune, I guess. But as you do, as you do, like if you don't have peace about something, but you go forth anyways, you're going to learn. It's going to be a mistake. And then you're going to go, you know, I knew I shouldn't have done that, but I did it anyways. And that's how you learn. Don't beat yourself up for it. Just learn from it. And then you'll see in those things where you have peace, maybe you're a little uncomfortable, but you have the peace of God. It it even goes beyond your understanding and maybe even anybody else's understanding. You know, when I went to Uganda, my family didn't understand that. Why would you go to a dangerous place? Not my immediate family, but my extended family. But then when I came back, some of them that didn't think I should go before I went, after I came back, they told me how proud they were of what I had done and where I had gone. So I just want to encourage you this morning to pay attention to whether you have peace or you don't and to listen to that. That is one of the ways that God uses his voice to direct our steps. And really quick, 
I just want to take one more moment and read one more scripture to you really quick before we close this out. And it's in Colossians. Let me find it. There's so many scriptures about the peace of God. Just, you know, Google peace and knowing God's voice, scriptures, and a lot will come up for you. Above all things, right, put on, put on love, it's saying in Colossians, it binds everything together, it com completes everything in harmony, and let the peace from Christ rule in your hearts, deciding and settling with finality all questions that arise in your minds, to which as one body you were also called, and be thankful always to God. So you've been given peace in your life. We've been given the peace of the gift of peace. Jesus told us that. My peace I leave with you. We've been given peace. Let that peace from Christ rule. Let it dictate. Let it be your guide. Let it shepherd you. Learn to know when you're walking in the peace, peace that Christ gave you and let it be one of the voices of the Lord that directs your steps according to his plans and his purposes for your life.